Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Story Studio podcast. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Been, he doesn't even mean that. It's, no, it's been it's been one of those weeks I've had like really, really, really shitty writing week. And um, so I'm in a bad mood. So I'm the new Dave is what Sean said. <laughs> well, OK, but here's the thing. Dave's. No, we can't. <laughs> Double we Dave. Cannot afford, we cannot afford two Daves, which means Dave has to. There's got to be a shirt somewhere that says we cannot afford two Daves. <laughs> We cannot afford two days. Um, we, we definitely need, uh, yeah, we, we need we need a little more Johnny from you, Dave. Can you do that? Okay, Johnny, what three point oh? <laughs> just start getting um, just start getting extreme. I and can't intense. get those abs. <laughs> no, but you are good. You are good at intense. I am could you intense. could you could you not intense draw? happiness? Enjoy could, them. Do draw abs on yourself because you're you're quite the artist. Could you just draw them? I don't know if I have enough body paint for that. Did, did you notice that Dave is a smarter artist today? I did. I was I was wondering why he waited until there was no smarter artist any longer before wearing the shirt. But I do like that he eventually. <laughs> that's wore. how you. That's I how you get do it old until school. The last summit. That's when I got the shirt. He was into yeah. it before it was cool. No, I think that's it. He's like now it's that, retro, like today's right, show. Right, right. It's 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 when you wait for something. Like he's waited the whole circuit. Now it's not cool anymore, and that's why. He's well, we're, today we're going to talk about reboots and what what we think makes a good reboot and what could be rebooted and all that all that stuff. Um, but first, reboot we need the show. Reboot the show. <laughs> first, we need to hear about Dave's tattoo. Go. Oh, I, so this is right before the show. I was about to ask Dave, and then Johnny's like, "Wait." I think the world needs to hear his answer to that. So I was just going to ask you that when you do drop the rest of your weight and you're here in Austin, are you going to are you going to get a tattoo? I don't know if I would now. Like, okay, here's the thing. Well, I, I need to, I need to go all the way back to when there was this mention of a tattoo, which is the first time I'm hearing it. Okay. Yeah, and what would it have been? Okay, it would have been the worst tattoo idea ever. Oh, I'm so interested. <laughs> okay. So my best friend Todd and of course, we're going to go to my best friend that died. So let's start this show off with a happy note. Uh, We've only heard of two tragic friends of yours. The one that died and the one I've that sent you that caramel died. apples. <laughs> I've had two that died. Thank you. Oh, coincidence. One murdered. Okay. So, uh, and not by me. Um, so Todd and I were going to um, get matching tattoos of the logo of our favorite band at the time, which was Queensryche. So it would have been oh, the wow. logo. <laughs> well, how appropriate. Queensryche. I had that album. I had one of their wow. albums. I don't know which one. It was the real popular one. Uh, then you're lame if you had the popular what was one. Their, well, what, was, what was the single that was big, that, just so I could jog my memory? Silent Lucidity. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't love that one that much. but No, before that... Uh, you know, Rage for Order was one we really liked, which oh. was like before they hit big with uh, Operation Mindcrime. Well, it's just it's like way. your smarter <laughs> artist shirt. He's only into <laughs> things that nobody else is interested in. <laughs> so after that, I was going to get um, Calvin and Hobbes, which I wouldn't have minded having. But well, it's good because if somebody's going to force you into getting a tattoo, as we're talking about, it's good that you wouldn't mind it. <laughs> why but, why are you but, gonna get this tattoo sir well i wouldn't mind but 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 uh, well i mean i would in retrospect i wouldn't have minded if mm. i had that i but when i look at old people with tattoos and let's face it, i'm not young they never look good on old people it looks like faded canvas of a sad sad uh art gallery and it's like I don't want to why be don't you get a tattoo. Of, I got a lot of extra skin, and when I lose weight, it's just gonna look worse. Why don't you why get a tattoo of folded laundry? And that way, when it sags and gets wrinkly, it just won't even matter. Can I suggest a new um, a new segment that we have um, on the show? And it doesn't have to be weekly because I think it would run dry pretty fast. But if it was monthly, I think it would be like an everlasting gobstopper of entertainment. So every month or so we could do, it's called Dave's Tropes or Dave Does Tropes. And it could be a new trope that I have unearthed in editing Dave's stuff. Because there's another one this week. I don't think I've Wait, okay. So it's not bodily functions because we've talked not about that. One. It's not no. wine coolers. It's not architectural <laughs> digest. It's not dead children or children in jeopardy. School shootings, no. interrogations. 
<laughs> no, uh, but this is something. Oh, there's another name that we have to add to the list. Two of them actually. Oh fuck! Book. I hate you so much. <laughs> I was just trying to remember <laughs> the name. Not one right. <laughs> Emma and no, no. I'm sorry. Becca. Becca is the one. We have so many Beccas. We probably have enough Beccas to like shuffle them like a deck of cards. There's so many Beccas. Man, can you imagine a Becca deck? Can we please be become popular and well known enough personalities that a Becca deck? Um, with that Dave branded would be a hot selling item. <laughs> That's a great idea. Two no, people would is, buy it. Me and you. This is, Look at your daughter's is, school. You know, you see how many girls have the same name. It's not like I'm breaching here. Yes, but, well, but, but here's the contrast of Dave. He'll use the same name over and over and over, and, and, one time, <laughs> and never remember. Never remember. Ever. We have an Amber in two books back to back. Back to back, right? It's not my fault. I don't even remember Amber. <laughs> and so, like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I change all that stuff. It's It doesn't matter at all. But what's hilarious about this is one time, um, in like two books ago, a character used the word snatch. <laughs> okay? And Dave's comment, he changed the word, and he said, I'm taking this word out because we use this word in another book. And I don't want people to think we have a thing with that word. Snatch? Uh, no, not not yes. us. You specifically. <laughs> well, you had you. I I think you had like a girl using the word. It, it just felt out of character. A it, girl who had been a prisoner with a bunch of dudes. Like it okay. was. It was I, actually I appropriate. But it's so funny that you'll like home in on a word like that and say we've used it once before. Do you remember Someone that time like, that you, Dave used you tend the N word? Very vulgar dialogue. And over and over and. <laughs> Over and over and over. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, good. So what was the other trope? No, the trope is. Um, let's see. Let's see if you can guess it. Guess that trope. Okay, so the girl is a an outcast. Okay. She does something to signify this to the reader with her physical appearance. What is it? Saying because she cuts. No, although that is growing into a trope. <laughs> It is slowly becoming. I'm not writing anything anymore. (laughs) But no, I guarantee you outdid me this week. (laughs) That's no. I just did. I did last week's for. Actually, if you look at my two week average, I'm actually doing really good. The problem is that there was a lot. This week, I got 500 words. 500. (laughs) I'm a work in progress. The whole week, 500 words. Yeah, so Johnny's allowed this week. Instead of something cool, he's going to do something fucked because it, it was last week he dropped the mic. I, he did so many words, it was just staggering. I set a I new record, it. I believe. Yeah, like a company record, maybe a human record. He <laughs> like probably was, wore himself raw and he had nothing left to give. Well, the problem was that that was one project and this is a new project. And this, I don't want to go into it, but this project has a lot of mental baggage. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's complicated. So, um, so, so yeah, it was just, it was a, it was a standstill, but anyway, no, the trope is somebody who wants to signal to the reader that they're a slight outcast, but they're also kind of arty, um, is, uh, and she has purple hair or a streak of purple hair or half purple hair. I hate or- you so much. <laughs> you're, and, and that's going to be in your head the whole time you're yeah, writing. Every time he tells me one of these things, it's in my head. And it just fucks me. <laughs> All right. At least Sean doesn't mention many things. No, right. Okay. All right. Wait, wait. Okay. Dave, Dave, what you got to do is just look at this. Like, like, it's awesome that you write enough and that you have enough. Like, it, it, how is it different than Spielberg? Or you West can Anderson? almost write like you're playing Boggle at this point. Just put all the tropes <laughs> in a bag, shake them, and pull them out in order. Yeah, no, I was thinking that this morning because I was I was going through the latest thing that, that you had sent over. And uh, and it's it's interesting because it is like those on uh, Screen Prism when you go on those YouTube videos and you can watch like a, a video. It You know it's a dare yeah, or makes a story. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because oh oh my like, god, can you imagine one of those director profile things on Dave? How to know if but it's that's a Dave what I book? Mean. That's exactly what I mean. You know, it's a David Wright. Three defecation scenes described. <laughs> I don't bullying, pissing, abusive stepfathers. Although there is there is a an infamous yesterday's gone shitting in a bucket scene <laughs> <laughs> that Dave really overwrote. Well, write what you know.
<laughs> it was just unnecessary. I'm like, clearly you're unnecessary. You mean like it was like an, an Amish romance or something and they were going up state and then just suddenly there's a bucket shitting scene for no reason. It's an homage to two girls. It was a, right. It was a, maybe, maybe a gangster thriller. Like imagine in Ocean's Eleven, if Brad Pitt had stopped to shit in a bucket, like kind of like that. <laughs> All right. I would like to um, point out that we have lost one viewer in the last couple of minutes. Well, that was bound to happen. So why, why don't we get to the topic then? Because only when you, one, right. It's really, well, I think, I think it was pretty specific. I doubt somebody's mom just came home. I think that somebody was like, Oh, they got to that show. But the the objection was probably that their boss didn't like it rather than that they didn't like it. That's what I like to think. Um, okay, so so reboots. Um, I think that there are two kinds of reboots. Ones that might be genuinely cool reboots and the vast majority, which is that nobody has any new ideas. That's the well, way I feel like I right, feel a lot of the time. Wow, wait, 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 wait. Cashing in on nostalgia is the only reason anybody does reboots. Well, no, that's not true. Like, there's I all, think that's why. Oh, but you're so people. cynical. You're so so cynical. Oh, I'm cynical. Nostalgia sells everything. Look at I, the pop Funko shit. Well, let me like, wait, let me give. Well, oh, wait, wait, wait. Nostalgia Inc. Wait, let me give you the. Let me give you the. What I think is the best case for this. I'm going to make the best. By the way, case I, I totally make. want pop Funko stuff for everything we do. <laughs> can we please do I that? The most shit on it and wanted at the same time. There you go. I understand that. Um. Okay. So. The Dark Tower, this amazing series of books. I'm like, somebody better reboot that because motherfucker, did they? Yeah, they are rebooting Totally shit the bet on that. I don't think that that's, that's nostalgia. That's a reboot that needs to happen. Stephen King on Twitter this week said, I, I wish I think I wish Netflix would do Under the Dome correctly. Basically. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I thought that was rad. Um, okay, Under the Dome. Like, there are, there are things that can be rebooted that it's not about selling the nostalgia it really is an affection for the source material itself yeah it's too soon to reboot under the dome though like unless that especially since that's not even like one of his classics no that was i think no i i think he i think he's getting the ball rolling okay okay here let me list things that are due for a reboot before that salem's lot netflix sees a tweet by stephen king and they're gonna say no, 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 no. They're going to say, yes. Okay. When do yes, we start? C- How quickly? Because CBS just had a five season run or no, I think it was three seasons and it wasn't, uh, it was good. See, this is actually, this is actually <laughs> one of my complaints about reboots. Like there's so much other stuff, even Stephen King stuff that would be great to reboot. If they even considered under the dome, which was in my opinion, mediocre to begin with. And then it's just like, it I just, they just it did it. Well, yeah. Under the Dome it actually makes sense to me as like it doesn't make sense as a movie, but it does make sense to me as a television show because you've got. But it wasn't like, it already a television show? Well, well he yeah. said they yes. didn't. They they basically didn't do the book. They they made their own damn thing. He wants the book done. He's like, I, I would like. Well, to see it done Stephen properly. King needs to get away from his own <laughs> visual adaptations. Just stay out, Steve. Let everybody else handle it. So are you, um, a Dr. Sleep is about to come out. Are you, I, I know Johnny, you hated that book, right? Yes. But, read it yet. but, um, I'm considering going to the theater so that I can piss on the walls. Like if I can do that, that's, that, that's <laughs> no, my tribute. I, I, think it's, I think it's Netflix, but it's the guy who made Gerald's game and right. haunting Hill. He's really uh, good. Haunting yeah. Hill house is, is adapted. Yeah. My objection that- to Dr. Sleep has nothing to do with the, the movie adaptation of it. It has to do with. Why? Why did you do it? Like, unless it's a totally different movie. I mean, that was just my opinion. I didn't like the book at all. Hmm. Do you think that it has any, um, uh, do you think that it can make a great adaptation anyway? Well, it was, it was done by this guy named Stephen King. So I think it'll do okay. (laughs) No, no. But I mean, do you think that like, did you read Gerald's game? I did. Before you saw it. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, that was, that's considered kind of an unfilmable story right and, and well i wasn't I, I wasn't in love with gerald's game when i um when i read it it was one of my least favorites and um i still didn't i know you said you you, you felt the fourth act worked in that i still didn't that was one of my main problems with it um was the way that that reframed everything in a what i thought was a less interesting way it's kind of like the way i feel about the village well i don't want to go spoiling like everything but the end <laughs> in that the twist 
that that's a lot of people thought was clever. I thought, oh, it just ruined the first part of the movie for me. I like the village. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> We've had this debate before, actually. We should yeah. watch it together. Oh, I, I would do that. The show together. Yeah, I would, I would do that. Um, uh, uh, okay. So we're supposed well, to be talking about reboots, though. Are we... Well, well, yeah, I'm just curious on that one because, um, it, like, I, I don't even remember the book. I don't even remember, actually, if I read it. it I may have. Um, like, there were things that felt familiar when I was reading it but or watching it. But I thought that it was it was well done for it whatever. Was. I think that guy's a good an eye. It so was. Is your, is your problem with Dr. Sleep because of your attachment to The Shining? And, the like, if, if you read that all on its own and it was its own story... Would it be an okay story or is it the connection? Well, I think that I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can separate those in my head in any fair way. So I don't know that I can answer that question because The Shining is um, one of my favorite books, if not my favorite book. But I think that if I remember the story right, it, it was very, it was rather unremarkable. But what I didn't like about it, and this what is. What story are we talking about? Dr. Sleep. What I didn't like about it was the way that it fundamentally reframed what was going on in The Shining and specifically the end of The Shining. So you have this complete story in The Shining and then what Dr. Sleep did is went and said, you know that the way that you felt that turned up? Well, that I'm just going to ruin everything that you liked about the ending of that that book or something like it. It's like um, the author now imposes when you get to the end of of a book, you can project your own future. You can kind of self insert it. The Shining? Uh, I, yeah, a little bit. I mean, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and so what, when when I read this, I'm like, oh, okay, so now King is telling me what happened with Danny and and his mother and all this stuff and what The Shining was really about. And it just went and just put, you know, a big old, like, black marker through everything that I had already interpreted about that book. And that book is um, over, is almost like 40 years old by now. What was that, Dave? Is it like what they did with Star Wars and changing the force? <laughs> Yes, a little like that, a little like that. But I specific, specifically what happens to Danny and his mom at the end. You get this picture of like what happened in The Shining, and then you're like, okay, well, here's kind of how it goes forward. Here's what it meant. And um, no, well, it didn't really mean any of that, and these shitty thing happened that, you, you know, whatever. So I, I don't like that. I don't like when a sequel re- goes back and rewrites the first. If they're going to make a new TV show for Stephen King, they, they should go to the Talisman. They are. They are when? Where? Yeah, it's being – I'm not kidding. This is – it's being done by the people who make uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, is it going to be on Hulu? I think so. Oh, all right. Well, then I'd like that. Yeah, are, but you don't have Hulu, right? No, I'll get it for that. <laughs> yeah, dude, you would like Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale is is right up the Dave Alley. Like it just is. <laughs> it is like a, a euphemism. Well, no, it's it's like a it's like a, there's a tent city in Dave Alley, and Handmaid's Tale <laughs> is there, and then you're just like right in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, horrible carnival barker of hell. Yeah, it's 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 dark stuff. Um, okay, so what what's something, Dave, that you would like to see? Okay, what about that cliffhanger show? Because you always talk about that with such nostalgia. Are, are, so, so are, are we? Are we doing reboots or are we not? Because yeah, I just need yeah. to mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah re- reboots and remakes. So would okay. you would you would you be okay with that, or uh, would you say that's just for nostalgia, or it's okay if it's your nostalgia that's being tickled? Uh well, I don't know if I would do the I would do the idea of this show. Cliffhangers was a, a serialized TV show back in I think the seventies, maybe early eighties, um, and it had like three or four different storylines, but they were really like, they're, they're cheesy. One was like a vampire story. Another was like an Indiana Jones before Indiana Jones story. Um, I don't think those stories would translate today, but I think but you'd I, have to do it, you know, modern, right? Yeah. But that's not the show I would do. I would do the show from 94, I think 93, 94. That was on UPN nowhere, man, which I, that's the one you keep talking about. You've talked about that forever. So would that be a worthy reboot? Oh, hell yeah. And that would be so timely today. Like, Okay, so there are worthy reboots then. Well, that wouldn't be for nostalgia's sake because I think I and Bruce Greenwood might be the only two people that remember (laughs) Nowhere Man and he was in it. Oh, well, why don't you you use that in the network pitch? (laughs) 
So what's the audience like this for? Well, there's me and there's this other guy who was in well, it. Well, the, the, the thing of it, like every now and then there's a show that that's on TV. And you're like, if only that show came on now, like HBO's Carnival. Nobody watched it when it was on. But if that was to have followed Game of Thrones, it would have a whole new audience and people would have fucking loved it. But it, it died early. Carnival did die early. So, okay, Johnny, what's something that you would like to see um, rebooted either as a film or a, a TV series? Something you grew up with that's well, like, I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to go the other way because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, nothing's like at the top of my head, but I had been, I mentioned this earlier and I, I was going to mention, I just wanted to mention on the air is I think like that feeling of, oh, they're rebooting that, why the original was really good or something like that. Um, and the example that I gave was RoboCop. And it was like, well, so that wasn't a very good movie. That's actually why they shouldn't have rebooted it. Like Paul Verhoeven makes good, bad movies. You know, Starship Troopers is kind of stupid. I would like to see a serious Starship Troopers like as a series because those insect aliens. Well, they could do that because the original fun. Highland book is a lot more yeah, that, political. Yeah, that one more. I could see. That one I could see being really, really cool. But oh. they did it twice with Verhoeven. They did it with um, Total Metal Recall. Star Galactica good. No, they did it with Total Recall, and then they did it with um, with, Robocop. with Robocop. And they made the f- a fundamental mistake both times. The only thing that made those movies what they were is that they were over-the-top R. They were Verhoeven. And Verhoeven is just like more blood, more blood, more ridiculous, that, that pop culture yeah. sort of thing he does with the fake commercials. Yeah, which is awesome. Like we, Johnny and I are cribbing that for something we're doing now because it's awesome. But like the six thousand SUX out, commercial, come on. <laughs> once you, t- I'll buy that for a dollar, right? Like that's awesome. But once you take that away, and it's just this neutered PG thirteen thing, it's like, what is the point? It doesn't serve any master. That's why, like, both of those movies are so tepid. But I could see Starship Troopers. I think it just depends on the hands that it's put in because, I mean, to Dave's point, and you just said that the Heinlein book is is um, is serious and political. It's not campy like that. So that I could see being really, really cool. Actually, you know what's an interesting example that kind of parallels something like Starship Troopers, although in a different way, was Battlestar Galactica. So, I oh, mean, the original is is – Sorry to offend any of you hardcore long-term Battlestar Galactica fans, but the original is kind of a joke. And it's almost it's- I loved the original as a child. Yeah, um, it was just trying to ape And I will Star say Wars the original that's all it was. The original Cylon outfit or costume is still the best one. I love the original <laughs> fucking set. Well, I they know are that so awesome looking. I know that I avoided Battlestar Galactica the reboot for the longest time because it was called Battlestar Galactica. And the, one of my friends even said that would be considered the best show on TV if it wasn't called Battlestar Galactica, which I tended to agree with. Because, number one, that's like a Quaxelborg sort of name. Like, that's a really geeky, <laughs> deep sci-fi sort of thing that normal people wouldn't think they'd relate to. And second, it's it it's, was piggybacking off of, it was rebooting really kind of a travesty of a, of a sci-fi, well, okay, a, an early sci-fi show that w- didn't hold up very well, let's say. How about Westworld? I haven't because seen Westworld, the original, but I the the I did see the original and the remake. Yeah, what did you, and what did you think? Well, I love the remake. It, I only see the first season. I mean, it's second. dated. I mean, the original is really dated. Um, it's a cool concept, but um, I kind of see why they took the name. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of a little bit of cachet with the name. Not much. They could have called it something else, but I, I like that they took the roots and did something with it. So let's do that. Let's say good idea or bad idea. Westworld remake. Good idea or bad idea? Good. Yeah, good. But it's interesting because you can only in I'm realizing I think I can only say in retrospect because I probably would have said bad at the it's like you said with the Ocean's <laughs> Eleven thing a few episodes back. Right, right. Ocean's Eleven on paper, terrible idea for a remake, but Soderbergh kind of knocked that out of the park, oddly. Um all right. Uh, Do you guys remember what? when they rebooted Jurassic Park and just pretended it was a different movie? <laughs> I do. Um, do you Do you remember? Um, or, okay, now how do you feel about the uh, the Disney live action reboots of their animated classics? I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen bits of it. I have yet. no nostalgia for any of those. 
What, well, but it's also or not. No, like, how do you like, feel no. at, at Disney as a corporation? It's um, not for me. I, I, if other people like it, fine. I'm, I'm not big into musicals unless they're super depressing. But they're not even musicals like the Jungle Book. I am not into musicals unless they're super depressing. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys want to start a Dave's super depressing <laughs> musical review blog? <laughs> I love that like, idea. Like actually. Phantom of the Opera or Les Mis or something. Yeah, that's about you know. a new an original musical called Everybody Dies. <laughs> All right. So like Cat in the um Cat in the uh uh comments just said uh like Beauty and the Beast was fantastic. And Tammy in Slack the other day was talking about how fantastic you know Beauty and the Beast was. She saw it a bunch of times. Marie on I the other hand everyone I know hated that movie. Right. No, I'm just gonna say Marie on the other hand like really hated it. So uh, like there are there are people who really love what they're doing there, people who don't, people who liked them, but now there's diminishing returns and they're seeing it as more and more cash grabs. So it's it's interesting. Because you know, speaking of Beauty and the Beast, the CBS show Beauty and the Beast, I would remake that. George with, R- Martin, with Rob Perlman? Yes. Yeah, I, and that I was love uh, that show. It, it's it's like a soap opera, but I I that's one of my guilty pleasures was soap opera. So. Yeah, but that was a Game of Thrones. They did remake it like WB or whatever. One of the not not whatever the hell it's called now. Yeah, one of those, (laughs) one of those teen drama things. So I I I couldn't even watch five minutes of it. I would like a serious remake. Okay, what what's a how about um, a show like? Or, or a movie like Goonies, where clearly they could... I didn't mm. like the original Goonies. That's okay, right, right, because oh, remember, remember it had Corey Feldman in it? Right, I do remember. But hold on, wait, wait, just listen to this pitch. So what if what if there's like... Um, uh, because the Goonies could totally traffic in like 80s nostalgia easy. It basically Stranger Things, you know, took a page out of there. But what if you had it... Because Goonies, if you're going to reboot it, a movie to me would be terrible. I'm like, don't reboot the Goonies as a movie. That's an awful idea. But as a TV show set in this quirky little, uh, you know, Astoria in the 80s where this golf course is going to move in and you have a little more more character there. Yeah, if they had a good story, like if they... If they had good kid actors, like Stranger Things has a great cast, I, then I would watch it. I didn't like the fucking actors in the movie. I, I yeah, they, you're they were, you're kind I of a monster, but <laughs> yeah, you're you're a monster for not liking Goonies. There's something no, wrong. They're, they're 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 cheesy as fuck. They're just horrible kid actors. Sorry, <laughs> but, but are there are there any consistent things that define a good reboot? Dude, or Thanos not? was in that. Fuck you. Who was Thanos? Um, oh, okay. Gonna need Josh you. Brolin. Okay. So <laughs> uh, you're Josh, just, they're not shitty kid actors. They're like okay. I was did, did okay. you see they the uh, then when I saw they they were then, okay? Do you Maybe see they're all great actors now, but back then <laughs> acting wasn't the same level. <laughs> wasn't the same thing. Do you see the uh the pitch meeting for Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, there's gonna be this really powerful guy named Thanos. What's he gonna do? He's gonna sit in the throne, so he's not gonna do anything. No, he's just gonna sit in the throne make pronouncements um (laughs) all right so but i don't i don't i actually don't feel like there's anything that's consistent it's not like certain properties can or cannot like i would say any any property good bad to begin with whatever could be adapted well or poorly like i don't think that there's any direct correlation it just it depends so like haunting a hill house I mean, how many Hill House stories have we seen? And look what they did with it. Like, it's just amazing. Right. I think it's the uh, a matter of kind of, uh, I mean, we talk about this internally all the time about subverting expectations. So if you're going to do something, how do you make it different? And you could do that in a terrible way like they did with The Dark Tower. I know how we'll subvert expectations. We'll cram it all into 90 minutes, right? That's obviously a t- terrible way to handle it. But taking something and expanding it, like they did with Hill like House, the Lawnmower like Man, the, the, the Goonies, um, you know, like something where you could tease at this larger world. So um, uh, another example of the Neverending Story um, is another '80s. You know, a lot of people have nostalgia for that movie. It's classic. It does some really cool things with storytelling itself. I don't like the idea of remaking that movie. It seems like there's a lot of great fantastical fantasy movies out there. But if they did that as a TV show and you had the world, you know, in real life and this kid trying to adjust to school and this, you know, um, this fantasy world where they're affecting each other, that could be a really interesting show. 
so it's not a reboot of Neverending Story. I would um, I, I would object to. It's more like you know what are you going to do with it? Like if they were going to redo Fr- this uh, the other way from television to film, if they were going to redo Friends, I would think that'd be a terrible idea. Don't reboot Friends. <clears throat> but if they could get like some script writers to actually write a two hour movie and do something really interesting there. I'd be very curious. Okay, what would they well, do? Well, you need to bring song? something new, right? Just recapitulating yeah. the same Give thing a reason. again is ridiculous. I think uh, I think the difficulty of something like Neverending Story, <clears throat> anything that involves kid actors, you have a very narrow window. Yeah. Because they're going to grow up and their actors are going to age out. So if you're trying to tell like a very specific story, then like Stranger Things is... They're lucky these kids are growing with the story and it works. But like some stories, that doesn't happen because yeah, no, you're totally right. But think about how many times you've seen a movie, um, and they're movies that they've talked about remaking too. And it's just like, why would you make that? Because all you're doing is an echo of this thing before, where the movie that teased it this much larger world and you could explore it. So another example would be The Abyss, right? The Abyss. Are they remaking had- that? they've talked about it over the years it's just like oh wouldn't that be cool i really like that movie but like if they remade the abyss we've we've seen that story what are they going to do more money could they spend on that movie (laughs) (laughs) you know like what what are they going to do but if they had it something where you know they spend a whole entire season trying to figure out what's bottom there and then maybe season two starts with these creatures you know, underneath and, and we're really seeing a different perspective that could be really interesting, but just a, a, a flat remake of, of these things. I don't, I don't get that along the same lines, I think, and I think Johnny might agree on this. I'm kind of tired of the alien movies. I would love an aliens TV show. The, mm, hmm Yeah. I mean, I think that once they splintered off into the whole Prometheus world and stuff, it's just kind of been like, eh, you know, whatever. But if you were right, to go but, back to the original sort of these people on a spaceship don't know what the hell's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with you, Dave. I, I, I totally think that could work. Yeah, it's, it's, if you're going to reboot things, I think you want to ask two questions. What is it that made the original so special? Like, why is it, why is it worth rebooting? And nostalgia is really not a good enough answer. Because that is enough for a lot of people, <laughs> but you're not. We're not making classic things when we do that. So, what is it that that really uh, magnetized people to the material in the first place? But then I think the the other equally valid question is why? Like, why is this worth remaking in 2019, 2020, 2000, whatever? And not just like, because the studio is lazy, r- right? Like, how could this become a a classic for tomorrow? And that's the difference between, I think, like where Disney does the live action remake. Some of them have been big hits and a couple have been misses because when they're saying something new or, or making something different, they're, they're interesting. But when they're not, when they're just a retread or kind of more like a cash grab, uh, you know, we talked about this. This isn't really a remake, so it's, it's not quite the same, but it is like milking a franchise. Um, you know, where we talked about the Han Solo movie and, you know, why that that failed. I think it's because these two questions weren't answered correctly. So I think the, the math is the same. The formula is the same. You know, what is it that made Han Solo special and therefore worthy of his own movie? And, you know, how are we going to make it different? And I think Disney failed on both of those questions because it, there's a lot about Han Solo and, and some of it was in the movie, but a lot of it was missing And when you're focusing on like how he got the dice on the Millennium Falcon and how he met Lando and how he met, you know, Chewie, like these are not what makes Han special. They're just like line items on a to-do list of (laughs) Han Solo movies. Pat Vansel disagrees, says, uh, I actually like Solo. Uh, And Autumn says one reboot that's been terrible has been the Equalizer movies uh, that were a reboot of the TV series, but they did not capture what Strong. I actually haven't seen the second one yet. I, yeah, let me I clarify. Can't. Let me clarify on on Solo because I haven't I watched didn't, that yet. So yeah, I didn't dislike Solo, but I think it was a pale, pale, pale imitation of what that movie could have been. Um, it was lazy, and it, it 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 they had a chance and a great chance because the original people 
they Disney didn't do themselves any favors by hiring Ron Howard. Ron Howard is like, I mean, he's he's fine, um, but he doesn't make movies that are just like you have to see them. He makes he's a craftsman. He will go and he will do his things, but they're like eighty percent of the way there. Didn't he make and, big? Um, no, that was Gary Marshall. Or Penny Marshall. It was one of the Marshalls. <laughs> I think it might have been Penny. Yeah, I think it was Penny Marshall. Um, anyway, um, uh, now I lost my train of thought. Well, they have to they have to add something new because I don't know if if I mean there's no way I'm the only person who does this, but there's a bunch of times when they'll announce a reboot, and my first reaction is annoyance. Like I'm not even curious. I'm just like motherfucker. That was really good. Like that was. It's almost like I'm protective of the original. So it's interesting to sort of ask the question of what what would turn me around on that, or what would turn people around? What would make people not object to? So for instance, you mentioned Alien. If somebody were to remake Alien, the first movie, I'd be like, okay, I've said over and over, I feel that that's one of those movies that has really, really, really stood up. It's like, it's 40 years old now, and it's barely dated. Like Tom Skerritt's hair is the most dated thing, or, you know, (laughs) like just a little tiny bit. Um, But I could see, you basically say, well, what are they going to do with it. What are they going to do? Don't just give me the same story again. Don't just give me Ripley on the Nostromo, you know, with the alien and LV-426 or whatever. Like, I, I want to see, I guess it's what, like, the Prometheus movies could have done. Or or honestly, maybe a good example is take the original Tim Burton Batman, not all those, the sequels, but the original, and then they did, you know, Nolan did Batman Begins. And it was like, okay, well, that's, it's it's different. It's a darker, it's a grittier take. It's, it's his origin story. Um how is it's it the different? only Batman movies I actually liked were the Nolan. Yeah, so like so every other one of them. Yeah, yeah, and I, I liked him. back back to to Cat. She's saying it was a different genre than the other Star Wars movies. It was a space caper, and the other ones are space opera. Yeah. So yeah, but like Rogue One was a um, was like a World War II movie. It's not the genre. It's that Disney played it safe. So uh, Johnny and I have a friend who actually uh, knew the original scriptwriters and saw the original script and was telling us some kind of amazing stories about stuff that happened behind the scenes there. But the, the, original, um, the original directors got fired off the movie, and they had a great script that was written by the guy who wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark and um, Empire Strikes Back, Lawrence Kasdan. You know, I mean, he is the guy who made not just Indiana Jones, but or, like made Harrison Ford with those that look. <laughs> and so um, the they took a lot of chances with that script and it was a really, really cool, um, a really cool movie idea. And Disney wanted to play it safe and they, they, they pulled them off and they got Ron Howard in and changed a lot of stuff. And I'll tell one little story. And I think I've told this on the podcast once before, but it's, it's just, it's a really great example of like how you are kind of missing the point of like, this is what made Han Solo. And by you, I mean, Disney. This is what made Han Solo special. This is why this movie is worth telling. Um, so the original, the original opening had um, had Han very much like in the actual um, shooting Greedon. Uh, <laughs> no, very much in you know he's like in basically what's like a, a Detroit car factory, but like a space version. And uh, in the original script, what was going to happen? is it just opens just a cold open and there's like a heist and um you just see him miserable he's just going through his work day just like miserable's tight <laughs> miserable's tight it's it, it reminds me of like the beginning of joe versus the volcano oh, just yeah. like, i hated that movie so much <laughs> well it is a it is a pretty terrible movie no yes it is um so he's just you know he's he's just miserable there's a heist and all of a sudden, like these guys just come in and they've got guns and they're all dressed in black, uh, black masks. And they just, you know, it's totally a heist. One of them gets shot down right in front of our main character. And he looks down and he's got like a split second decision to make. And there's no question what he's going to do. He's got to do it. This is his only escape. So he reaches down. He takes the guy's outfit. He puts on the black mask, takes the gun and just joins them. All right. And then uh, they, they finish the heist. They escape onto the ship. Everybody's there. And then they're all standing around him. And they're like, okay, Han, get us out of here. And that's when he has to become Han Solo. And 
fly them out of there because they think he's this guy because he took the guy's mask, which Disney is like, you can't just say that he stole his name. But like that immediately is like everything we love about that character. And there's something kind of amazing meta wise about this main character who has to inherit the mantle of this person who has been Han Solo before him. And, and you'd also wonder what he, what his real life was. <laughs> yeah, like just the, does something like that. There's just so there's so much there. Like that's a great opening. That's a that's a movie that that okay, now we understand why this guy got this chance to have his origin story told. Like that's exciting, but it's not safe. So I think that I don't think reboots should be safe. I think reboots should take chances. Well, yeah, that's the, interesting because I think the very definition of a reboot in most cases from a studio's perspective is it's safe. I think that's the reason they do them. Yeah. But I can't imagine that like anything that, you, you know, another really good one. Um, and I, I hope they do this the right way. They're Porky's. talking about, <laughs> yeah, they're talking about rebooting um, the matrix. And yeah, that's and, one where my immediate reaction is. an no. <laughs> Yes. So, now it's Zack Snyder who uh, at least, he's got a good eye, but not necessarily a great, a great storytelling all the time. Yes. But what, what they're talking about doing is adding on to the matrix mythology rather than retelling that story. Yeah. See that, that and I'm that okay with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to like, I think that that world does need a visual stylist. So normally I would bristle at Zack Snyder being put in charge of, something where story is really needed. But I think visuals are just as important as story. Daisy said uh, that's like the princess bride. Well, that's what I thought. I was thinking it's a dread pirate Roberts thing. No, yeah, it is. It is a dread pirate Robert thing for sure. But like, doesn't that just, can't you just see that story? Can't you just see like, Oh, all right. You know, um, it's just, it's, it's more engaging. I would like, uh, you know, going back to nostalgia, uh, and what I thought was a good movie back then probably doesn't hold up. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, well, they uh, they rebooted that and did nothing new, and apparently it was like the one of the worst things ever. Yeah, yeah I would want a TV show, not a movie. I think that there that is something get that rid of, get rid of uh, get rid of Freddy Krueger, uh, the actor that played him. No, I was gonna say get rid of Freddy Krueger. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I, okay, I get, so I hear you I have a horror thing. movie pitch for me. Why, yes, I do. We're going to remake Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, good. People are really excited to see Freddy again. Oh, he's not in it. He's not. Oh, okay. Oopsie. No, you, you don't have the same actor. I mean, you, you tell it with a, a new, younger cast. and uh, But don't make it like a, a teen thing. Make it, you know. Something that everybody can enjoy, not like with like all the latest good looking horrible fun for the whole family, Dave style. What do you think Dave's perception is something everybody can enjoy? I could see Nightmare on Elm Street as like a a Stranger Things for grownups. Yeah, I actually, I mean, it could be. There's two distinct. There's two sorts of teens. There's the ones where you have, you know, the good looking actors that all the kids will watch, but they can't act. And then you have the ones that can genuinely act and everybody can enjoy. So I don't know. Yeah, and I, I can't think of it. I can't think of any good examples because I don't watch the, the the former shows. Like when when I see bad acting, I'm just like I I can't watch like that. I don't know if Riverdale's any good because no, I, I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> I might watch that, but no. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no, unless you really like gangsters with hardcore names like Papa Poutine, you're um, oh fuck that. <laughs> Dave, you Dave, watch one episode just and then, but record yourself watching. Dave, Dave, Dave reacts. <laughs> Dave reacts to Riverdale would be pretty rad, actually. There was something that I was thinking about in terms of reboots or whatever, but I don't remember what it is. So, but it would have been really interesting, I'm sure. If I'd have, I recently watched the uh, the most recent Halloween movie, which I heard that was a good reboot. Yeah. Well, I. Is that the one where Jamie Lee Curtis is like she has a daughter and it's her? Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, she's protecting her daughter yeah. and her granddaughter. Uh, and there were things I loved about it and things that I didn't. It, it was good. It wasn't is. It, it didn't feel like I really loved the first two Halloween movies, and after that, forget it. Second one's the one in the hospital, right? 
Yeah, and I, I fucking love that mm. one so much. Because um, I actually, I saw that one first because I wasn't allowed to see the first one because I came out in like 78 or 79. So I saw them in reverse order. Um, but in the in the new one, you know, Jamie Lee, it, it treated uh, her character, uh, you know, with some respect. Like she was dealing with uh, basically PTSD from what happened. And they retconned some stuff, and I, it was all right for me. Uh, but it, it had some really good fan service moments. Like there was a moment where somebody fell off the the same house; they fell over mm. it, gone. Uh, but they did it in like a clever way. And the other thing I really loved about it was they they had characters that weren't main characters. Like they had these, you know, just. Brief characters, like they had two cops that you knew they were going to fucking die, but they're they're sitting there having a conversation. It was very Tarantino-ish. They're talking about sandwiches for like a full two minutes, mm. and it just it colored it in like it, they weren't just people set up to die. They actually seemed to have a life before this movie started, and I liked that. I liked that they 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 put that sort of care into it. There were some things I didn't love, but the ending had a really fuck yeah moment, and I won't spoil it, but I was like, I, I would have loved to have seen that in the theater just to see how people reacted because it was really fucking awesome. So that I enjoyed, uh, but there were parts I didn't like, so I'm kind of iffy on that. I think that um, when you're rebooting something, you have to understand like what it is that you're rebooting. So, so here's the example that I was thinking of, and maybe the example will make more sense than just trying to explain it. Is um, so Halloween. If you're going to do anything with Halloween, you need to understand that that's a John Carpenter film. It's not just a movie about a, a serial killer type you know, who's immortal, blah, blah, blah. No, that's a John Carpenter film. So don't try to do John Carpenter's movie without John Carpenter, like his just kind of weird 70s synth music and his, you know, that that they do in the background. Does the new one feel like a John Carpenter film? Closer than the others, yeah. And I I love the theme song for that. Uh, And it was way better than Rob Zombie redo it. Uh, see, see, I would actually steer entirely away. I'd say make it nothing like a John Carpenter it, it, movie. It, 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 it was paying homage. Uh, in it, like even I think the title cards and stuff, like everything felt very... Uh, How about They Live? Is that worth a remake? I would love to see that as a remake, but as a TV show, not a movie. And uh, serious? Like they would t- have to take it serious? And, and they have to do The Rock. They got to get another wrestler. <laughs> oh my God. A they Live remake with The Rock? I'm down. Well, we met that person a from his production company. We should we should go find her and pitch her. So he got to pitch for Dwayne. Uh, what was the other? Fuck, I just thought of one that I, I would love to see. God damn it. Go on, carry on. Well, I think we're at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, and I can't remember. Shit. <laughs> yeah, everybody, we tried to get Dave to do worst show ever because, you know, he has the ability to to declare them like a national emergency. <laughs> but um, he hasn't been feeling it recently. So oh, my family's been. Home. Yeah, family's been it's home. not feeling it. It's because they're right in the next room over and he wants to loudly complain about them and can't. But why don't you just do like like distracting a dog? Like just throw something across the house and then go quick. We got to talk for like we have 30 Can't seconds. Bitch about a fire. <laughs> no. I may Amley Faye say. Dave runs out into the other other room and is like, Your sister's house is on fire. You have to drive there right now. And then comes back into the office. Okay, I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, so so anyway, but if you um we are at um 3 p.m. Central Time now recording these live. So if you want to um if you want to get like email reminders of live shows, you can go to sterlinginstone.net slash live show uh, and you can find out when you can join us live you can join these fine people making comments and all that stuff anything final to add no i'm trying to freaking remember the show i thought would be awesome to remake Fuck. okay that's gonna be his something cool <laughs> next <laughs> next was week. it they live was it on the heels of halloween made you think of something how about critters no i didn't oh no, no, no. Oh, you know what would actually be a fun... This uh, is the after show. I already said goodbye. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) All right. How about for next time we think of like sacred franchises that should never be rebooted because they're just 
Well, but that's like exactly the sort of thing that I was raising through some of this is I think it, I just think it depends. Like I, I wouldn't like the matrix rebooted, but do you think there's anything that is too sacred? Like, um, for example, one thing that I would, I, I mean, well, <laughs> no, but off the top of my head, something that I definitely think is like, it's really dependent on the original and, and, and anything would just be weird. It's like Ferris Bueller's day off. Because Matthew Broderick is Ferris Bueller. Like, a, a remake of that movie seems weird, unless they're doing maybe a musical or something. Oh. Like, then it's oh. Like, oh. Oh. Yeah, I was actually going to say anything that is, like, overwhelmingly dependent on the creator. So, Halloween, I just mentioned, is a John Carpenter movie. I don't Or think a specific the, cast, too. Right, like, like, say, an art piece. Like, what's... Um, primer. I mean, not that anyone would be remaking Primer, but you know what I mean? Like, that's... I can no, see that as a TV show. Yeah. I can see that as a TV show too. Yeah, maybe. So, so How maybe about upstream color as a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like ninety six episodes. <laughs> I'm really yes. hoping for that human Any centipede reboot. <laughs> uh, what have either of you seen? Three o'clock high. It might be before your time. Is that John Cusack? Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Uh, no, uh, Casey. I forget his last. It's not name. John Cusack. Yeah. Uh, some I can't remember. I can't remember how to say his last name. But yeah, it, it's about this kid that's going to get his ass kicked at the end of the school right. day, and it was really well done back in the day. I I don't know if I that liked could it or not. Yeah, but I liked it. Very it. funny and uh, sort of heartwarming. How about a reboot of Clarissa Explains It All, or Parker <laughs> Lewis Can't Lose? What do you think? I, I I think Parker Lewis Can't Lose is a great idea. Silver spoons. They did. They did that though. They did. They did, they a, did reboot. a remake of that. Or oh, no, no, it wasn't Silver Spoons. It was Richie Rich. Richie Rich. I've seen. Oh God, no. Yeah. Oh, with Macaulay. I don't. No, no, no. It was recent. It was on oh. Netflix. They something. need to stop doing. That. Yeah, they do. No one cares about Richie. Richie Rich. When was Richie Rich a franchise? <laughs> it was worth rebooting. <laughs> okay, Airplane. You couldn't remake that for so um, many reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think anything. I think Johnny's right. Like, if it's creator dependent or cast dependent. Like I could see them remaking The Godfather, for example, but that have to be a TV show because yeah. we're so married to those characters. On he said no, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's a declaration about Sean himself. No, Sean. <laughs> We've had enough. No Episodes more. Episodes with no Sean. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it, like I would really want to get to know the the family. But to to Stacy's point, if you're going to reboot The Godfather, why not just do a different mob family? Oh, why? I thought of the show I would like to see redone. What wise, wise guy on CBS? That was so fucking good. Did you? Watch I don't know that show. What show is that? Oh my god, Kevin Spacey was in it. Although that used to mean something. Uh, Ken Wall he played an undercover cop that infiltrates the mafia, and they had like two or three seasons, and it was so dark and so awesome. Uh, it's not streaming fucking anywhere that I know of. So I don't know if it holds up. I haven't seen it forever. I just have the memories of it being really good, really dark. And, you know, you got a cop undercover in the mob, and that was just fucking awesome. And I loved it. I would like to see another show like that. Mm -hmm. there, there might be other shows like that. I don't know. Someone can suggest to us. Two All girls, right. one cup, reboot. Reboot. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't remake a classic. Um, oh, well, good thing that that episode, that we made sure it ended on the right note. Because for a while there was... <laughs> It was going to end on the wrong note, and now it's ending on the right note. So that's We're good. actually quality for a while. Yeah, what does this show stand for? Sometimes people ask for us. This is what? This is the through line. Um, all right, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Sterlingandstone.net slash live show if you want to join us live. And um, thank you for those of you who did join us live or didn't join us live, who are dead. I don't know, all of you guys. Um, thanks, everybody. We can have Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> we can have Bernie's reboot. All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye.